We have a scandal involving four NHL players. The Oilers keep winning, and yes, we may have expansion again in the NHL. All that, plus our women's hockey spotlight and a busy weekend ahead, coming up on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I am Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders. She is Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. And happy Friday, Rachel. Happy Friday, indeed. Or maybe not so happy Friday, given the news this week. Yeah, lots of uh, big news right now. And uh, let's start with the big news Five players, four of them in the NHL, uh, who were involved in the 2018 uh, Hockey Canada uh, World Juniors team taking leave. And uh, this, like we said, affects four NHL players, and it, it really is not a good situation. It is not, and it's kind of this cloud hanging over the league right now, and it's been hanging over the league for quite some time. Uh, but, you know, I think things are starting to potentially come to a head here. There's been this report that's been not finalized and not released, you know, for at least since the summer uh, that we know of. Uh, but what we do know is that on Monday, Dylan Dubé was granted a leave of absence from the Flames. On Tuesday, Carter Hart was granted a leave of absence from the Flyers. And then uh, the Devils announced that Michael McLeod and Cal Foote were being put on a leave of absence and Alex Formanton, um, a leave of absence uh, from his team in Switzerland. And uh, a news report came out in the Globe and Mail in Canada that London police asked those, asked five players, of course, we're doing the math here to connect um, those five players, but um, you know, that five players from that world junior team Canada uh, to surrender, everybody's saying no comment at this time. So we cannot make any assumptions or um, predictions or anything. But what we do know is that all questions are being uh, relayed to the league by all of the teams um, and everything, and that the London police have announced a press conference to take place on February 5th, um, presumably to discuss all of this, although they are saying no comment at this time as well. Yeah, so it, it's it's all hush-hush <clears throat> as to the details right now, but again, it does relate back to an incident uh, in 2018 
during the World Juniors. And obviously, we will be keeping everybody up to date. Uh, you know, having... No. The the incident took place months afterwards at a, a celebration, a fundraising banquet in London. But um, the, the other thing related to this is that um, inconveniently or conveniently, depending on your point of view, uh, the press release for potential expansion into Utah uh, was released uh, within 30 minutes of that news report coming out. Is it was it a, a squirrel kind of carrot uh, to put out there? We don't know, but the upshot is that Ryan Smith, the majority owner in the Utah Jazz, officially submitted um, an exploration of expansion notice to the NHL. Um, you know, the NHL has said that they're interested in the market, but it's a long process, and expansion or relocation um, considerations obviously are you know, a, a kind of long, carefully thought out process. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I think there was something with the timing there, although we can't prove it and it remains to be seen. And look, we all know the NHL, they're going to expand uh, because they like the expansion money. So it, they're, they're always looking to add teams. What do you think of Utah uh, I would assume Salt Lake City, and I know you've lived there in the past. Yep. Do you? I know they have a very proud minor league hockey tradition. Do you think they could host an NHL team? Yeah, it's interesting because um, I think what's holding the NFL back from Utah is that members of the majority faith there go to church on Sundays and wouldn't be able to attend an NFL game. But an NHL team, much like having the Utah Jazz, and Rail Salt Lake there, the schedule is more variable. And, um, you know, they they have the building that the Utah Jazz play in uh, that can support it. I attended Olympic ice hockey in that very building in 2002. Um, they would have to do some, you know, renovations to it, of course. But uh, I think that the market can with stand it. I absolutely think so. I learned how to play hockey there. A shout out to West Valley uh, Ice Rink there, County Ice Center. But um, I think that, you know, there is a strong adult recreational hockey presence there. There's a strong youth hockey presence there. And um, I think that, you know, the Stanley Cup visited there a couple of times uh, and it's it's just been a lot of excitement. It's a winter sports market uh, in general because of skiing and all of that. So I do think that there is potential there. All right. Well, it's something to keep an eye on. As you mentioned, it's a long process. So I don't think that any team from Salt Lake City will be taking the ice in the next year or two. But uh, certainly uh, something to keep an eye on. And like I said, when in doubt, the NHL will be expanding. It's just a question of when and where. A little bit of uh, other news. Uh, the NHL has announced that Montreal Canadiens forward Brendan Gallagher will be having a hearing for his illegal check to the head of Islanders defenseman Adam Pellick in a game on Thursday night. Um, I am when when I first saw this, and obviously since I cover the Islanders for Locked On Islanders, uh, I was watching it live. 
I was thinking minimum of three, possibly as high as five games for Gallagher. Uh, just this wasn't a hockey play. There was just no uh, reason for this kind of hit. What what was your uh, impression after seeing the play? Yeah, I'm honestly surprised it was just a phone hearing and that it's maxing out at, at the five game suspension because I know he doesn't really have a history, but that's the kind of hit you know, that was very intentional that you want to keep out of the game. And so to only like cap out at five, when it was very clear that it, he went out of his way to lift his elbow up, like, I, I disagree with that decision that maybe the suspension only ends up at five games, but to not even allow for something greater than that uh, before the hearing seems a little short-sighted. Yeah, no, no question about that. But we'll see, you know, where they come out when all is said and done. Now, the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, rumors going around, according to Darren Drager, that they would field offers for Patrick Lane and uh, Ivan Provorov. What are your thoughts about that with those players possibly being available at the trade deadline? Patrick Laine is not a surprise here. Um, he just hasn't really found his place on this team, per se. Um, it, it's been really rough for him. And, you know, maybe a new setting will be with a system that fits him in the right place in the lineup um, will allow him to be successful. Uh, Provorov, I think he's a, a strong asset. And the way Columbus has played this year, um, they just might be in selling mode at this point and figure that they have a really strong defensive prospect pool that can withstand this, which they do. So yeah. I, I think that that's what's going on there. And, and just to wrap up this segment with some better news, uh, the Edmonton Oilers now 15 straight wins and uh, 13 straight games <laughs> allowing two or fewer goals. They're 23 and three. In their last 26, unbelievably impressive run right now by the Edmonton Oilers after that slow start. Yeah, it's so impressive. I mean, I both love it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> um, just because, you know, sometimes you want to um, take take a team down a notch when they're doing that well. But uh, when all is said and done, it's an impressive run. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, and they're getting it done with with good team defense in addition to the usual offense that, you know, this team certainly can provide and uh, looking very good. Meanwhile, the the Blackhawks, uh, they just keep losing. Yeah, it's not good. It is not good at all. But, you know, expectations were uh, were not high either. And obviously, you know, with the Bedard injury, you know, they're doing what they can do. Absolutely. All right. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show. Erica L. Ayala will be by with our women's hockey spotlight. We've got all that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On NHL podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree 
Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. They leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Listeners of Locked On NHL will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Locked On. So go to Indeed.com slash Locked On right now and support Locked On NHL by saying you heard about Indeed on this show. That's Indeed.com slash Locked On. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over. The playoffs are going, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. Like live same game parlays, you could find bets in their new explore tab or head over to the parlay hub. That's the best place to find popular parlays. And there is so much more. And look, you've got the NFL, you've got pro and college basketball, and you could even use your hockey knowledge on FanDuel. So check out all the latest odds. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Thanks, Rachel and Gil. An exciting time once again to talk about women's ice hockey. First, let's talk about the women's bean pot. Northeastern Huskies that get the win. Skylar Irving comes up with a massive goal less than 30 seconds into the overtime frame to give Northeastern their second consecutive bean pot win and also their 19th overall defeating Boston University in overtime you might notice that it's an electric cloud crowd and that is because for the first time in its 45 year history the bean pot actually took place at td garden in boston that's right and how did they do well how's this 10,633 fans showed up for the first ever women's bean pot at TD Garden. The men's bean pot has been held there for several years, the championship. And for the first time, 10,000 plus fans making it the highest attendance for an NCAA women's hockey game in New England ever. So women's hockey on the rise for sure. And a lot of people will say, oh, the PWHL has been having a massive attendance numbers. We've seen the rivalry series tap out with some amazing numbers. They had their largest ever USA-Canada exhibition game crowd and attendance back in Seattle. So women's hockey is here, folks. It's been here. And finally getting the marketing dollars, finally getting the broadcast deals that it deserves. But let's talk a little bit about the PWHL back in action once again. Your standings right now, Minnesota, they were undefeated for a while, but have fallen into uh, a little bit of a lull here. And the way that the PWHL points work out, it's a little convoluted. We've talked about it before. But with 13 points, three wins, one overtime win, and an overtime loss and a shootout loss, 13 points, 
PWHL Montreal actually at the top of the table. Their captain, Marie-Philippe Poulin, has been a star of the week twice already in the PWHL. Following them is Minnesota. Now, Minnesota has uh, three outright wins, one win in overtime, and then they have an outright loss, which actually brings them one point below Montreal, even though you could argue that the wins loss record is a little better. It's very strange. Anyway, uh, PWHL Minnesota in second place in the standings, PWHL Boston, maybe a little slow out the gate, um, but they got a win the other day. They have eight points. So it's just Montreal and Minnesota that have double digit points right now through effectively six games, six or seven games, depending on the team. Then in fourth, you have PWHL Ottawa struggling a little bit. We saw that, um, you know, they had to make a little bit of a, a goalie change the other day. One of their goaltenders went down injured. PWHL New York, Kareem Schroeder has been amazing for them. They also have eight points. There's a three-way tie right now between Boston, Ottawa, and New York. And then PWHL Toronto, just struggling with, I mean, really everything but goaltending. Kristen Campbell has been doing pretty solid, putting in a lot of minutes for PWHL Toronto, but seeing a lot of shots. Only Kareem Schroeder is up there when it comes to shots faced in the PWHL. We talked about that, uh, uh, I guess, two weeks ago. And PWHL Toronto, they did give uh, Erica Howe a start the other day. So we'll see if they'll make some other changes. PWHL New York just had their media day, and um, it was really great to hear from their their general manager, Pascal Daou, and he was talking about, you know, right now the team is in five in the standings, not necessarily where they want to be, but they're starting to get healthy. Their captain, Micah Zandi Hart, actually had an off-season surgery. She had that surgery when she committed to PWHL New York and is starting to get back healthy. She uh, technically dressed in the 4-1 game over Boston. That was a win for New York. She didn't see any time. Uh, she was supposed to be on the power play unit, but there were no power plays in that game. So we'll see if Micah Zandi Hart can come back healthy. They've had Jill Saunier, Olympian for Hockey Canada, has been injured and dealing with some things there. Madison Packer had an injury in training camp. She says she's 100%, but it sounds like the PWHL New York coaching staff, Howie Draper, the head coach and Pascal are trying to take things a little slow when it comes to integrating Madison Packer. Uh, other things that I think are pretty cool when you take a look at the PWHL is that it's a lot of names that if you watch international hockey, you're probably familiar with them um, that are leading. Oh, so I've mentioned Marie-Philippe Poulin. She leads the league with six goals right now. Grace Zumwinkle was an early leader in that, and she's right behind Marie-Philippe Poulin with five goals. You also have Alex Carpenter, who leads in points overall, Alex Carpenter playing for PWHL New York, and she's got eight points. And Marie-Philippe Poulin, six goals, but seven points overall. Ella Shelton also came out the gate pretty hot for PWHL New York. The defender has seven points. Alina Mueller picked up her first goal the other night for Boston. So, you know, we're seeing also names, you know, some young talent, so, such as Jesse Elridge, 
Grace Zumwinkle lead on the charts. Alina Mueller, again, if you're familiar with the international game, you know that some of these players have played for their women's senior team. You're also seeing Teresa Vanishova. She, of course, we talked about this last year with the PHF, scored the game-winning goal in overtime for the Toronto Six, now playing with PWHL Montreal and has six assists overall. She's also top in the league in points. She has seven points, is in a four-way tie alongside Shelton, Mueller, and Poulin. And then when it comes to save percentage, Elaine Chuli who was the goaltender for the Toronto six actually has a nine, six, two save percentage. She got what was her second start the other day for Montreal. Uh, you have then Kareen Schroeder, who I mentioned, who was inducted into the 45th bean pot um, or into the 2024 bean women beans pot hall of fame. So Kareen Schroeder with a nine, four, nine save percentage. And so I love what we're seeing in the PWHL. And this is really honestly what a lot of us who watch the women's game knew that we would see young talent, international talent, young international talent, and also players that have had a little bit more consistency in their hockey schedule for the last several years. Those are the players that are really rising to the top. Now, this is the last few games before the PWHL. They're not taking a break per se, but they will be showcased at the NHL All-Star Weekend. I will be up there and definitely giving you some women's hockey coverage. But for the remainder of the week, for today, you've got New York taking on Toronto at Madame Athletic Center. Tomorrow, Saturday, you've got two games, Ottawa at Montreal, Minnesota at Boston. And then on Sunday, Minnesota plays New York in Connecticut. Yes, I will always, uh, you know, make jest at that. Finally, before we wrap up here, I want to talk a little bit about the USA hockey roster. We've got another rendition of the rivalry series, the aforementioned rivalry series, and they're going to be playing two games in Canada and then one in Minnesota. The Minnesota game is going to happen um, on February 11th. The, the games in Canada are February 7th at um, the Saskatel Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. They're also going to play at Brant Center in Regina. And so the 7th in, at uh, Saskatel and then the 9th at the, uh, in Regina. And then again, they will play February 11th at 1 p.m., Central Time at Excel Energy Center. Some of the names that you'll recognize in PWHL action, Aaron Frankel. Uh, you've got Grace Sumwinkle, who I mentioned, Abby Rock playing for the New York team, Maggie Keller playing in Boston, Nicole Hensley playing in Minnesota, et cetera, et cetera. Now, th three names that are making their debut for the women's national team, Madison Bizal, Maggie Flaherty, Britton Fleming, who played for the Minnesota Whitecaps last season, and Taylor Gerard, who played for the Connecticut Sun last season, um, there are they are set to make their U.S. Women's National Team debut during this rivalry series stretch. The credentials coming out soon, but I will let you know if Locked On is going to have a presence there. And then finally, 
Speaking of, you know, we've got 10,000, over 10,000 at TD Garden. We're seeing PWHL numbers skyrocket. Another big game coming up for PWHL as they announced that the game against Toronto and Minnesota on February 16th is moving to Scotiabank Arena. They're calling it the Battle of Bay Street. It has a sponsor uh, presented by Coca-Cola. You can see captains for their respective teams, Sarah Nurse and Marie-Philippe Poulin, going to go head-to-head. Those two, of course, have played together with Hockey Canada, winning gold at the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, but will battle it out on February 16th. So, of course, we will have updates when it comes to how the PWHL is going to move on because the Toronto team plays at the smallest arena right now. They can fit about 2000 fans there, but again, the low numbers on the low side of attendance for the PWHL, at least right now, we're still seeing like that 3000, really three to 5,000 range and beyond. So I am very curious to see if this is a way to whet the appetite, if you will, for the Toronto area and maybe move PWHL Toronto to Scotiabank Arena on a more permanent basis or at least give them more games like we see with other teams. That's our women's hockey spotlight for today. Erica L. Ayala here. I will be bringing you a lot more. So check. Make sure you're you're following Locked on NHL. Subscribe to the channel because I'm going to be hosting little mini series on YouTube Shorts giving you the PWHL stars of the week and other updates more consistently than just our bi-weekly women's hockey chats. But that's all for me for now. If you want to listen to more of my analysis, head over to Locked on Kraken. Until next Women's Hockey Spotlight, Erica L. Ayala out. Let me send you back over to Rachel and Gil. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, we want to thank Erica L. Ayala for the uh, Women's Hockey Spotlight, and always great to hear from her. Busy weekend ahead, Rachel, for the NHL, and uh, we've got a more traditional light on Sunday, heavy on Saturday, kind of a weekend schedule, but it all starts with uh, some games tonight, four games to be exact, and to me, the big one right off the bat, and these are all good games. But Vegas visiting the New York Rangers and the Rangers have been struggling a little lately. Yeah, they are coming back down to earth a little bit. Um, You know, I I actually got to see them in person recently. Not consistent the way they were earlier in the season. And so I think uh, and with the Senators, um, it's like when they're good, they're really good. And when they're bad, they are dreadful. It's uh, so we'll see uh, which senators team decides to show up here. 
Should be interesting to see. Uh, Florida visiting the Pittsburgh Penguins in uh, a battle between two solid Eastern Conference teams. And I should say the Senators is who the Rangers are playing on Saturday. Uh, They're playing Vegas on Friday. Um, Yeah, I think that all of these games, I think, on Friday are are real good. Um, Penguins are, are trying to climb their way up. The Panthers are playing real well. So... Uh, really excited for that one. The LA Kings trying to get back into the swing of things, visiting Colorado. Yeah, the Kings are um, not in a good way overall, I would say <laughs> right now, which is like weird to say, given, you know, you just look at the standings and, and you might not know. But uh, I do think that they're a team that it would be better for them to go into the break on a win um, just because, you know, they're, they're down to a wild card spot now. Yeah. And one of the teams chasing them in Seattle Kraken, they are hosting the St. Louis blues, two teams just hanging around the playoff race, but not quite where they want to be. Right. They're a point away from each other right now. Um, The blues have one game in hand, Uh, But yeah, these are two teams that both want to make it to the playoffs. And um, I I really feel like only one of them will. So Saturday, a lot of action, 14 games on the schedule. Let's start with your Flyers hosting the Boston Bruins in the early matinee game. Yeah, so this is Hall of Fame weekend for the Flyers. They'll be uh, inducting Mark Reckie into the Flyers Hall of Fame, which would be a lot of fun. There's going to be an alumni game between the two teams' alumni um, tonight uh, leading up to the Flyers-Bruins matchup. Bruins are uh, just a machine, um, although they've been like giving up leads recently, you know, and they, but they end up winning the game in the end for the yep. most part or getting points in overtime losses. Uh, so it's like, they're still chugging along, uh, but there, there's room to, to get something done in there. If you, if you can just hold on, that's the problem is that Boston just has enough depth to just come at you at the end. Washington in Dallas, the Stars in a tough three-way battle for first place in the Central Division. Yeah, the Central, uh, you know, we talk about the Metro, but the Central is also kind of a bloodbath right now. Um, And so the Caps want to get points uh, to move their way up in in the Metro, but Dallas is in a, a fight of their own. The Oilers put that winning streak on the line with a four o'clock Eastern time start against the Preds. I am not going to uh, put a curse on this game in any way, shape, or form by talking about it. Uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time, the Devils visiting the Lightning. Yeah, this one is interesting because obviously the Devils are um, not up to expectations this season overall, but, you know, there's so many injuries they've had to deal with. And as we talked about, there's a couple of players from their team that are now on a leave of absence. And so things are a little discombobulated there. And I think they're going to want to put on a show um, at the stadium series game in a few weeks. And so they're looking to kind of like figure out their best strategy moving forward in order to build up to that game in a positive way. Toronto in Winnipeg to take on the Jets. I love this all Canadian battle. Yeah. You know, the Jets are just so good right now. 
and the Leafs are the eternal bridesmaid and um, do not want to lose to another Canadian team. Uh, probably hockey night in Canada we're looking at there. The New York Islanders struggling a little bit now under Patrick Waugh hosting the Florida Panthers. Florida, they are just finding ways to win hockey games. Yeah, they they really are. Um, yeah, the Islanders are in a tough spot, Gil, but you would know that better than I. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights visiting the Motor City, taking on the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit has been climbing the standings a little bit as of late. Yeah, I got to see them, unfortunately, shut out the Flyers last night. And it's really like they have a solid defensive strategy and that Dylan Larkin line is so good. They're so fast and um, just a, a really strong team effort they're getting. And plus the uh, the remarkable season of Alex Lyon in that, uh, you know, he did it for the Florida Panthers last year a little bit, and he's doing it again for the Red Wings. So um, this will this will be a tough one. Yeah, no, no question about that. And it'll it'll be uh, an entertaining game for sure. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they've been struggling and it's not going to get any easier for them visiting Vancouver to take on the Red Hot Canucks. No, it will not. Yeah, the Canucks are just so good this year. Um, I hope they bring out that blue chrome helmet again because I love yes. it. I It's interesting because I do not like the gold helmet, do not like the silver helmet, but the blue one, that looks good. It works. It definitely, definitely works. Sunday, only two games on the schedule. To me, the, the bigger one, the L.A. Kings visiting the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, thanks, NFL playoffs, for uh, limiting the Sunday schedule for the NHL to only one afternoon game and one night game. Um, yeah, you know, the Kings and the Blues, this is a good opportunity for the Blues here um, to push the Kings down further in this wild card race. So um, I think this that one will be a tough matchup. No question about it. Should be a very interesting weekend of hockey action for sure. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I uh, want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Uh, we will be back on Monday. I will be interviewing three of our local hosts to discuss the biggest stories from around the league. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and thanks for listening to and watching the Locked On NHL podcast.